Hey, Dutch Sheets here, and I'm really looking forward to this podcast and the subject that I want to visit with you about. I want to talk about this nation, talk about where we are, what God is saying, and how he wants to use us to make a difference. I'm going to read from a letter that uh, I released, or actually a blast of, on the website about a conference that we're doing this October. And uh, then I want to jump off from that, this that I wrote, to talk about uh, some of the things in this uh, uh, that I wrote, amplifying it and talking about just where we are and why I think God wants us to do this this gathering. In 2018, Holy Spirit gave one of my trusted prophetic friends a significant dream in which President Trump invited a small team of which I was a part to the White House. POTUS thanked me. That would be, even though I wasn't having the dream, he's speaking about me in the dream. POTUS thanked me, Dutch, for the Appeal to Heaven prayer movement and presented me with a new Appeal to Heaven flag. He then prayed the following prayer. By the way, on the flag, he had signed it, uh, which I did not see uh, interpret in the dream as, a, as an autograph, but as an endorsement, a signature from the highest office in the land, um, endorsing the prayer movement, the appeal to heaven prayer movement and asking for it to continue. So he presented me with this flag and then he prayed over us. He prayed the following prayer. Lord, let this man and these leaders convene a holy convocation that I might finish my eight years well and the ancient markers of our founding fathers be restored. I'm going to come back to that in just a few minutes and talk about the ancient markers of our founding fathers. It's a very profound statement in this dream. Let this man and leaders convene a holy convocation that I might finish my eight years well. That part tells me uh, our prayers are needed in order for for him to to be reelected and for the ancient markers of our founding fathers to be restored. I go on to say, I knew the dream was from God and have waited for his timing to to convene this historic gathering. I believe the appointed time is October. Therefore, on October 8 to 10, I will be hosting a holy convocation. That's what he called it in the prayer in Middletown, Ohio, in order to fulfill this request. We're calling it Reset 2020. During these times, I don't, I know I don't have to belabor how urgent this is. Then it goes on to say, in another powerful dream recently sent to me, President Trump was alone in a small boat making his way upstream to the headwaters of the Allegheny River. To me here, the headwaters, I'm not sure what the Allegheny River is fully yet. I'm still praying into this and and studying a few things. But I know what the headwaters are all about. It's the beginning. It's where things start, where the river starts. 
So he's, he's in a boat uh, making his way back to the beginning, back to the starting point. On his arduous journey, POTUS was greatly opposed. I'm going to pause here and say I didn't put this in this blast, but in the dream, uh, the way he was opposed was that these uh, Asian carp that jump up out of the water and fly up into the air and actually hit boats and have injured people in the boats, uh, somehow the, the, the vibration from the motor gets them charged up and they begin to leap up out of the water. Uh, and it can be quite dangerous for people. Well, along the way, these Asian carp, uh, and I, I, I do believe there's, this is a reference to China, that, that he's being opposed by China and will be opposed by China. Uh, and the carp, you know, I'm not, I don't want to comment on that right now, but um, he was opposed greatly by them, but he eventually reached his destination because the ecclesia, Christ's governing church, that's us, that's the Greek word for church, which means legislature or government branch. That's what he said his church is. We have kingdom authority in his kingdom, which he rules over. He gave us authority to bind and loose and be his voice, governing voice in the earth. So he made it because when these fish would fly up out of the water, the church, the ecclesia, and the great cloud of witnesses standing behind we, the ecclesia, the ecclesia, were all praying for him. So here's another dream uh, in which his success was directly linked to the praying church. And of course, again, in this dream, also to the cloud of witnesses. Once the president reached the headwaters, he began, he began releasing decrees stating that America will, quote, complete her course and finish well. Then I go on to say God is not finished with America, not even close, nor is he finished with President Trump. For America to return to her ancient markers and finish well, However, the ecclesia must arise and prevail. No other force, strategy, or group can enable America's reset. No other group, no other force. Only Christ's authority, released from his church, can restore our nation. In a battle of the ages, all hell is opposing this, as can clearly be seen by the current anger, senseless violence, and vitriolic hate in our land. I'm confident, however, that a willing remnant of the ecclesia is rising, which the gates of hell cannot prevail against. Then I go on to, to relate a portion of one more dream, which is very encouraging, and still another recent dream pertaining to America's Great Reset, the cover of a Time magazine was shown. Actually, earlier in the dream, there had been a great outpouring of the Holy Spirit, a revival, re, re, restoring the nation. And at the end of the dream, there was a Time magazine, and the cover of the magazine read, 
millions baptized into their inheritances. The spirit of adoption is now on America. I believe Holy Spirit's choice of this particular publication, Time, Time Magazine, was to reveal that it is indeed time for this historical outpouring. A third great awakening is coming quickly, and we must respond in faith and action. Then I close by saying, join me October 8 to 10 as we take our place in history and turn the tide for this great nation. I want to talk to you just for a few minutes uh, about a couple of things that are in this release. This first dream that the president had where he said, pray for me that I finish my eight years well. And the ancient markers of our founding fathers be restored. Then in the uh, dream where he was going up to the headwaters or up to the beginning where, where things started, he began to decree that America will complete her course and finish well. There's a great destiny on this nation, a God-given destiny on our nation. Uh, there are, there's a great movement underway, demonically inspired, by the way, to, um, to thwart this, to try to steal our history and the fact that God raised up this nation. I want to be very clear and say I'm not, I'm not at all saying that, that um, pleas for justice and peaceful protests against racism and for justice are demonically inspired. I'm not saying that at all. I know America needs to take another step forward in the healing of our nation and the uh, the establishing of, of justice for all. And I believe that is happening and will happen. But beyond that, there is a movement to try and steal from us our history, point to things that um, pretty much almost everything in our beginning and, and saying that uh, we were born with, with uh, evil motives and that it was by evil men and it wasn't even in 1776. It's all the way back to 1619 when slaves were brought into our nation. That's where the, uh, when the nation was really born. Uh, as, as despicable as slavery was and is, uh, that is simply not true. That, that, there, that existed back then. It was dealt with uh, in, in, in a significant way in the Civil War as you all know. And then we've been on a journey since then to, to, to eradicate racism. It'll never be fully eradicated because it's a heart issue. Um, it, it, and there will always be some people that, that Satan has access to. He's the author of all hate. He's the author of racism. There'll always be people that he has access to. Uh, but, but America has, has made great strides in eradicating the prejudice and racism that exists. And, and uh, the Lord wants to help us move that forward. But beyond that, I want you to notice that when God is releasing dreams and uh, insights and 
appeals for prayer, asking us to pray regarding our ancient markers and our assignment, our purpose, that at the same time, there's an attempt to steal from us the ancient markers and say all of our founders were bad. Washington was bad. Jefferson was bad. The pilgrims were bad. Everybody was bad. This was all, this is all evil. We need to eradicate it. We need to rewrite our history. Uh, we need to expose the evil of who we are. Isn't it interesting that while God is saying, pray that we can recover this history, Satan is trying to steal our history. Why is this such a big deal? I've written in several of my books about the power of history. I've written about healing history, that we don't sweep under the rug the mistakes we made, whether it's the way we uh, broke covenant with First Nations people, the, the, the slavery issue. Now we're talking about the abortion issue and the shed of, shedding of innocent blood. I talk, I've talked in several of my books about the fact that we don't just ignore that. It has to be forgiven and healed. I've talked about identificational repentance, the fact that we can repent for the sins of our fathers, our forefathers and mothers, that God honors that. And, get, and I've given biblical um, examples of this in, in numerous books. Right now, I'm, I'm holding the way back. Um, and the book Giants Will Fall, and the book Appeal to Heaven. I speak of, of that in these books. I'm going to be reading several quotes from these books in just a moment. You're going to hear me flipping pages and picking them up. But, but no one that understands Scripture is saying that we should ignore the past and just act like it never happened. What we do teach is that we can repent for the sins of the past and then the iniquities of the fathers are not passed on to the next generations, and God can begin to heal the wounds. Now, there has been much repentance in America over our past sins. A lot of people protesting probably don't know that. There are probably a lot of people in Native American communities, African American communities, and others that don't know that. But there is a large element in the church, especially the praying church that understands this and has done a lot. And I mean, thousands of people, thousands of times have prayed prayers, and I'm talking about adding them up, different gatherings. I've been in gatherings myself where more than a thousand, where thousands of people prayed prayers of repentance over the sins of our ancestors. So, so, <clears throat> so there has been a lot of intercession and a lot of repentance. And I believe that because of that, God is, is going to be able now to bring the healing. Because when we repent, when there's forgiveness, he says that brings release. The verse in Luke uh, chapter 6, verse 37 says, forgiven, you'll be forgiven. But it also says release and you'll be released and when we forgive and when we pray prayers of repentance, there, there's more than just a sort of a verbal forgiveness. There is a release that happens. We are released from, from what we did, the guilt and the, and the access that is given to Satan to accuse and to steal and kill and destroy. 
So I believe America, because of this repentance, is at a place now where the healing can come. And by healing, I don't mean just hearts. I do mean that. But I also mean the scars, the pain, the um, injustice. Uh, these things can now be changed because evil or iniquity or sin is not flowing through the cord of history that has been broken through prayers of repentance and the blood of Jesus has been applied and healing can now come. So if that's true, and I'm confident that it is, and that God is ready to now move us into a great stage of healing, doesn't it make sense that the enemy, the accuser, would rise up and begin to point out the sins of the past and begin to not only point that out, but to try to steal from us the good in our past. Uh, he wants to say we're not a Christian nation. He wants to say that, um, that we don't have righteousness in our roots. He would, he and people, unbelievers and the far left, they would say, this nation was not raised up uh, by God. I want to read you a quote uh, from, from my book, Giants Will Fall. This is a, a quote from, of, of Karl Marx. In fact, I'll just read the whole paragraphs on page 59 of Giants Will Fall. No wonder secularists want to steal America's God-given history. We shouldn't be surprised that uh, former President Obama once said we were not a Christian nation, contending that we were also a Muslim nation, a Hindu nation, an atheist nation, and so on. Karl Marx once said, the first battlefield is to rewrite history. The demons in Marx knew the power of history, and demons today inspire Antichrist forces in America to try and rewrite our history as well. As believers, what we must do is stake our claim to the fact that God birthed America and we are in covenant with him. I'm going to do a podcast in the near future, by the way, on what it means when, when I and others say America's in covenant with God or the covenants that we have with God. It's very confusing. That's confusing to some people, and I'm going to deal with that in the very near future. But I go on to say, if we war using this truth, our God-given history, and that we're in covenant with him, he will fight for us and, and, and defeat our giants. So it's important to know that we have a God-given history, that he raised up this nation. And it's important to know the reason why. Uh, Robert Hunt, when he landed on the shores at Cape Henry in 1607, made the following statement. And I believe he was prophesying. I don't know if he would have called it that, but he was prophesying. They planted a cross and he said, the gospel will go forth from these shores, not only to this land, but to all the nations of the earth. The gospel will go forth to this land and all the nations of the earth. This is God's destiny for America. I mean, it was Israel that gave us the gospel. The Messiah came from Israel. And 
while God still loves Israel and has a plan for them as well, but America then picked up the mantle, was given the mantle of trumpeting that gospel or the message of Messiah. Uh, never been a nation with as great a destiny and that has accomplished much of that. Never been a, a nation that has been as used by the Lord to release, preach the, the gospel of the kingdom and the gospel of salvation. That is our destiny. Our destiny is not to be the strongest. We need to be strong so we can do what we're called to do. It's not to be the richest. That's not God's plan wasn't just, okay, I'll let them have the most. It was to provide so that we can accomplish the destiny he gave to us. You can try to rewrite our history, but that's what was said. You can try to say that because of the evil way we dealt with the Native Americans, the First Nations people, that how, how could it be true that God sent us here to do this? Well, I'm not defending that we did that. I'm saying it's been repented of, and what God wants to do now is join hearts. He wants to join us with the First Nations, the we, we Caucasians, and join the African Americans and Asian Americans and First Nation Americans and, and Native Americans and, 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 and we Anglos. He wants to join us all together for this great cause, this worldwide harvest. Let me read to you some other quotes. I'm just going to flip through my books, have some quotes written down, which point out very clearly our godly heritage in America and what God wanted and what our founders intended. Because you'll hear people say, oh, these, these people, we weren't, we're not a Christian nation and we were never founded as a Christian nation. Well, that's what, that's what Satan would want to say, because how can we fulfill this destiny I just talked about if we're not a Christian nation? Then we'd have to be trumpeting Islam and, and uh, Hinduism and, 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 and all religions. But that's not what we're called to do. And those people are welcome here, and we don't persecute them, but that's not who God raised up this nation to be. We are a nation raised up by him to trumpet the message of Christ and his kingdom, his salvation. George Washington said, of all the dispositions and habits which lead to political prosperity, religion and morality are indispensable supports. It is impossible to rightly govern the world without God and the Bible. That's an amazing statement, isn't it? John Quincy Adams said this, the highest glory, I, I just, I love this quote, the highest glory of the American Revolution was this. Now, he's not going to go on to say freedom, liberty. That's, that's powerful. That would, that would have been powerful, but that's not what he was going to say. He said the highest glory of the American Revolution was this. It connected in one indissoluble bond the principles of civil government with the principles of Christianity. That is amazing. It connected in one indissoluble bond, the principles of civil government with the principles of Christianity. Those quotes are in my book, The Way Back. The pilgrims, when they landed, uh, wrote the Mayflower Compact. And, and as they 
it was a covenant they made with one another. Uh, uh, before they disembarked, they uh, prayed together, took communion together, and read and and read this this compact or this covenant. One of the phrases in it was they were doing this quote for the glory of God and the advancement of the Christian faith. Now again, did. Did we do it right all the time? No, but that doesn't change the destiny that God has for this nation, for this land. And so why would God be saying, pray that the ancient markers are restored and that we finish our course? Because, because Well, because that destiny is still intact. There's still a calling on this nation to be a voice for him in the earth. And that's what these quotes are, are all about. In the, in the book, uh, giants will fall. I point out the fact that four times in the Declaration of Independence, four times in the first founding document of this nation, the Declaration of Independence, four times God is referenced. It speaks of him as our lawmaker. So much for separation. God wants to be involved in our government. That doesn't mean we try to tell everybody how they have to live. It means that we that we operate based on his truth, however. And when we do that, people will be impacted and morality will be uh, will be produced because the hearts of men and women will will respond to truth, to his truth and to his salvation. But that document speaks of him, the Declaration of Independence, as our lawmaker, our creator, so much for evolution, so much for denying him as our creator our judge, and our protector. Lawmaker, creator, judge, and protector. The declaration concludes with these words. For the support of this declaration, with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. It's impossible to say that our founders were not Christian and did not intend this nation to honor God, the Bible, and, and uh, the Christian faith. Samuel Adams, after the signing of the Declaration, some, some of the signers wept. Others, like Witherspoon, bowed their heads in prayer. I mean, this was a sacred event to them. This was very spiritual. It wasn't just a, a national thing. Some wept. Others bowed their heads in prayer. Samuel Adams rose and stated, we, this is so powerful, we have this day restored the sovereign to whom alone men ought to be obedient. He reigns in heaven and from the rising to the setting sun, may his kingdom come. Can you believe that? That was, that was declared at the signing of the declaration. When it was released publicly on July 4th and the ringing of the Liberty Bell um, sounded, the verse on the Liberty Bell is from Leviticus 25, 
verse 10. Proclaim liberty throughout the land to all the inhabitants thereof. Did you know that there's a verse of scripture on the Liberty Bell? Did you know that in God's sovereign providence, it's a verse that has to do with Jubilee? Let me just read you what I said about this in the book, Giants Will Fall. This verse is taken from the description of the year of Jubilee, which was a prophetic picture of Christ. So a verse that is a prophetic picture of Jesus Christ is on the Liberty Bell. A prophetic picture of Christ, our Jubilee, I'm reading again, who forgave our debts and freed us from spiritual slavery. That's what the year of Jubilee was all about in the Old Testament. The forgiving of debts, the release from spiritual slavery, restoring of what used to be long the land and inheritance is given back. Christ came and fulfilled all of that and became our Jubilee. Then I go on to say, just to make sure you get the connection, our nation's birth was announced under the biblical decree that Christ, our Christ, is our liberator and savior. Now, humanists, atheists, liberals, they may not like facts such as these, but as John Adams once said, Facts are stubborn things. Now, I just want to emphasize again, the ringing of this bell, the declaration over the birth of this nation was that we are joined to Christ, our liberator, and a verse which pictures him as the savior and liberator of humankind was what was declared was what sounded in the heavens at the birth of this nation. Many of you know our very form of government, taken from a man, our three branches, taken from a man's writing named Montesquieu. He, when, when historians have studied the writings, letters, publications of, of our leaders, founders, uh, legislators, etc., during the, the establishing of this nation, uh, the three people that had the most effect on this nation's forming and shaping uh, were number three. I'll start at number three, John Locke, who gave us the phrase appeal to heaven. He was the third most quoted. Montesquieu was the second most quoted He's the one who said Isaiah 33:22 he points out Isaiah 33:22 says uh, God is our lawgiver judge and king so he said if if heaven and God's government is based on these three uh, principles or ideals lawgiver judge king a nation would be wise to form its government based on these three expressions of God. And our founders took his advice and formed our government based on this verse, our lawgiver, legislative, our judge, judicial branch, branch, our king, executive branch. Our nation's government 
was formed based on heaven's government explained in Isaiah 33, 22. The most quoted, he was number two, by the way, number one, the most quoted person. So therefore the most, uh, the person that had the most to do with the shaping of our nation and its government and our ideals, et cetera, was God. He was quoted more than anyone else. Don't tell me we're not Christian in our roots. Don't tell me God didn't raise up this nation. Uh, I, I'm not going to allow our history to be stolen. And that's what this violence movement in America is all about right now. Because we allowed uh, our history to be taken, stolen from, from the young people and from certain segments of our culture through universities and lying professors, we have, we have a generation now that doesn't know our history. But we're going to have to get this back. However, God is asking the church to pray right now that the ancient markers be restored and that we finish our course. That means finish the destiny and calling that he has for us. This is what we're going to do in October. We're going to pray just as the dream requested. We're going to pray that President Trump finishes his eight years well and that the ancient markers are restored. God's going to send a great revival to America. Don't listen to people that say otherwise. He is going to send a great, great, I believe, greatest revival to this nation and also to many other nations around the world to reap the greatest harvest the earth has ever seen. He is not finished with America. We must pray that our calling is reestablished, that there's such a strong revival that our roots come alive that we are able to tap into the fullness of why he raised us up. Let me read you another, uh, some other stats from, uh, from the book Giants Will Fall uh, about America's colleges in our beginning. 106 of the first 108 colleges in America were founded on our Christian faith. That would include all the Ivy League schools and Many others, of course, 106 out of 108 founded on the Christian faith. Students at Harvard were required to read the scriptures twice daily. Harvard's founders stated, all knowledge without Christ is vain. Harvard's motto was for Christ and the church. The rules and precepts of Harvard stated that, quote, every student shall consider the main end of his study is to know God in Jesus Christ. I'm going to read that again. You've probably never heard that. The rules and precepts of Harvard stated that, quote, every student shall consider the main end of his study is to know God. In Jesus Christ. Princeton's motto was, under the protection of God, she flourishes. Jonathan Dickinson, the first president of Harvard, stated, cursed be all learning that is contrary to the cross of Christ. Can you imagine the first president of Princeton 
stated, cursed be all learning that is contrary to the cross of Christ. Countless other examples could be given. Under God is more than a religious quote stuck in the Pledge of Allegiance just to satisfy, satisfy America's Christian zealots. It is, in fact, our history. And we must lay claim to it. I just want to wrap this up. I'm going to do several more, by the way, uh, podcasts in the near future about our heritage, why it's important, what God is saying to us right now. Uh, but I just want to wrap this up by saying we must pray. We must not allow the liberals, the atheists, the God-haters, the humanists, the far left, we must not allow them to steal from us our godly heritage. We must know what it is. We must never be ashamed of it. There are parts of our history that are not good, but the, they, they are now under the blood of Jesus. We are cleansed. Anyone, everyone has complete opportunity to be healed from the damage these things created. They just, they don't know it yet. I'm not telling people just to get over it. I'm saying God wants to heal this nation from the pain. God wants to heal those that have been oppressed, that have been hurt. The God wants to heal this nation from the past, and it has been repented of. It is under the blood of Jesus, and we can now move into healing. Satan's trying to fight that. He wants to foster and foment more anger, violence, hatred, so that the healing cannot happen. God is going to win. And, and, and I'm saying again, those who have been hurt, those who are angry, violent, etc., that you don't have to be uh, hurt by these things anymore. The blood of Jesus has healed us from these uh, sins, and now he's cleansed us from these sins, and healing can now come. We need to pray, those of us that know this, we need to be praying and decreeing every time you see a riot. Just begin to speak healing. Just bind the powers of the enemy and decree God's healing over the nation. God's healing to those people that are hurting, that are angry, that, are, that have been told things that aren't true and lay claim to our righteous destiny, which is to be a, a voice of the gospel for the gospel to the ends of the earth. Lord, I thank you for this nation. I thank you for what you raised us up to be. We are not going to let it go. We're not going to lose it. And Lord, you told us to, so we're going to meet in October. And we are going to pray that the ancient markers are restored. And we're going to pray healing over this nation. We're going to see restoration. We're going to see the races come together before you're finished. We're going to see revival in our streets. And we're going to see it coming through Blacks, Latinos, Asian Americans, Native Americans, white Americans, we're going to see a church come together and the ecclesia be, re be used by you in our nation to impact the earth. We thank you for this. And Lord, we, we ask you for increased strategy and revelation between now and October so that we can reset this nation. God bless. Love you much.